This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 041, El Dorado Finale. What's that song all about? El Dorado Finale is the closing track on El Dorado, a symphony by the Electric Light Orchestra. The working title for the song was Symphony 5. The epilogue was spoken by actor Peter Forbes Robertson. He played a medical doctor on the love boat in 1986 and shared screen time with two Time Lord doctors. In 1966, he played an uncredited guard with Doctor Number 2, Patrick Troughton in episodes 3 through 6 of The Power of the Daleks, and two stories with Doctor Number 3, John Pertwee. In 1971, he was a Time Lord in the first episode of Colony in Space, and a Chief Sea Devil in episodes 4 and 5 of The Sea Devils. In the liner notes for the 2000 box flashback, Jeff Lynn wrote, I like the heavy chords and the slightly daft ending where you hear the double bass players packing up their basses because they wouldn't play another millisecond past the allotted moment. For the liner notes of the 2001 remaster, Jeff wrote, This is a bit like Eldorado Overture, but goes to many more places. I think God, dream came true. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And of course, it's Eldorado, so I, I love this song. Uh, it's a lot of fun to listen to. It's really great if you hear it on a really good stereo and really have it blasting through. I, I love that. Uh, it's perfect way to end an album that is called A Symphony by the Electric Light Orchestra. It's a nice callback to the overture. And this is one of the reasons why I love ELO albums. There are a lot of them that aren't just like, here's a collection of 12 songs to hold you until the next album of just 12 songs. There's a whole story here, and it's got a beginning, and it's got an end. It's like a TV show or a movie, or a symphony. And that's what makes it better than just, hmm, here's an album of songs. That's correct, and uh, it also ties everything up rather nicely. If you're going to do a symphony, you usually start off with a theme, do variations on the theme, and then you just go off in different directions, and at some point, bring it all back, and... Bring it to a close, and just simply, The Dreamer, The Unwoken Fool, High on a Hill, and El Dorado, which basically says at some point he achieved whatever he wanted to achieve. Which I hope he doesn't just separate himself from all of humanity, I'm hoping that he's actually found some happiness in his life, but at least he's found some inner peace, I would assume, from those last lines. Right, and last week when we talked about El Dorado, a guy who wrote about it for the Face the Music fanzine, which has absolutely nothing to do with us, uh, said that at the end, the dreamer went off to try and find his dream world, and all he found was death. And last week you said, well, he probably just wound up back at his bank job in, in the city. 
But with this, I like to think that the dreamer did find his dream world. I mean, the last thing that is said is the unwoken fool high on the hill in El Dorado. So for me, I'd like to think, oh good, he made it. He's in El Dorado. He's in his little dream world where he's not a bank clerk. He's a war hero who gets to bed down with women and party with ghost ships. And he gets to have a lot of good fun times. And then you had to put the dark spin on it that I hoped isn't what happened, that he's completely disassociated from reality, and really he's just rocking in the corner of a dark room and in his own world, in his own head. Yeah, it kind of leaves it open there, because it could be either way. It could be that he found his own inner peace and came to terms with both worlds, or he just completely lost himself in his dream world and never returned. Although... I think the darker ending makes for a better story than the happy, Hey, I'm happy I'm in my dream world now. I found it. Kind of sort of like the darker ending where if, like, this was a movie, you see him, like, prancing off in his dream world having a lot of fun, and, I don't know, camera pulls back, and then you start to see, like, come out of his head, and he's actually rocking in a corner in a fetal position in, in a dark room, and that's... Right. Yeah, if I was going to do the movie version, it would be more like, I'm, I'm going to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but it's a 30-something-year-old movie, so sorry, but the ending of Brazil. See, I know nothing about that except that I've kind of wanted to see that for the last 30-something years. <laughs> okay. So, But no, that would be similar to the ending of Brazil, where at the end, the hero ends up retreating into his own fantasy world to escape being tortured. Well, I have no reason to see it now. Oh, yeah, you do. It's still an excellent movie and a great alternate take on the world of 1984. That's why people don't come over to my house for movie parties. They're really stinging it to those accountants. Don't you have E.T. Oh. Or, <laughs> yeah. or maybe, uh, you know, something happy to watch in your pretty woman? Oh, yeah, that's happy. <laughs> I guess. I've never seen Pretty Woman. It just looked like a... Ah. Looked like a fluffy... Yeah, I think we're... Have we finished with El Dorado finale? We finished with El Dorado. We're off on a tangent. I think so. We're high on a hill in El Dorado. Got something to say about El Dorado finale? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Midnight on the Water. A novel by Pam Van Allen tells the story of Horace, a man with a bank job in the city, who escapes from his dreary, lonely life into an elaborate dream world of knights, shamans, and merry men. Based on the 1974 Electric Light Orchestra album, El Dorado, Midnight on the Water by Pam Van Allen is available at Amazon.com. Great moments in Electric Light Orchestra history. Critics and fans alike refer to Jeff Lynne as a musical genius. Genius is a word that's used a million times too many, you know, and it's... There's no way in the world I'm a genius, never. I've got a talent, probably, you know, admittedly. That's, that's as far as it goes, that's as deep as it is, I think. And what does Bev Bevan think? If there is such a thing as, as rock and roll genius or whatever, I mean, I'm sure Jeff's got to be up there amongst them, really. Because... It's hard to think who he is if he's not, you know, because he does so much. You get a lot of people that come along and you think, this is, a, this is a rock and roll genius, you know, it's another genius in the music business. And he probably, he probably writes and produces a, a great album, first album. And then within a year or so, they just dry up and they fade away. So Jeff's done his stint now, he's been up there 
for some time now producing really high quality stuff. I think he's earned, earned that uh, that title now. Yeah. If you enjoy this podcast, please show your financial support through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ELOPod, or through PayPal, ELOFTMPodcast at gmail.com. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I love to say I love. I was a conductor. Oh, yeah. Wow, she liked it. Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast and get some good at patreon.com slash ELOPod. Next week, El Dorado bonus tracks. Listener comments, album facts, episode outtakes.